Hello, hello, and welcome. This is Motivational Monday by Jim and Lucy, and today we have kind of a female team here for you, not just for female listeners, but because we have really powerful message. And as you can see, the title of this episode is Did It Because I Want It, because we have a very special guest today. It is Jill Phillips from London, right here for you with her amazing, transformational, and inspirational story. Hi, Jill. Hi, it's lovely to meet you, Lucy. <laughs> lovely to have you here. So last time we spoke, you told me that your amazing story, what have you accomplished? Jill actually runs, started exercising after she retired from her, how many years of career, Jill? Uh, I was in healthcare for 30 years. Um, I was an occupational therapist and a hospital manager. And the last three years, I was an organizational change manager. So quite diverse, really. <laughs> See, she just sh shared some experience from her background. It's already impressive. And now <laughs> you, need, you need to learn more because Jill didn't stop there. She wrote an amazing book. So tell us about the book, Jill. Uh, the book was, um, thank you for saying it's amazing. And I hope, you know, it's a good read. But I wrote it because I wanted to keep my family's stories um, around. I, what I noticed was over the years that that my family, one by one, you lose family members, you know, aunts and uncles die and pass on and so on. And the stories go with them. And I wanted to really keep those stories in the family. And so what I did was I started by writing down the family stories, you know, very simple things like what was it like when I learned how to swim at school? Um, what was it like living back in the 1960s, which it's based in the 1960s, 1962 to 1963? Um, I wrote about the Christmas parties. We had amazing Christmas parties. So my book starts in Christmas 1962 and finishes in Christmas 1963. But I started um, just by writing it down, um, uh, very simple. And then eventually I had enough stories and I spoke to enough family members that I could turn it into a book. And so my book is about, um, as I said, 1960s London and me as a 10 year old and my life, and also about my uncle, it has flashbacks to my uncle who was only 17 during World War II. And so I have some of his stories when he was crossing the, um, the Atlantic over to New York to pick up supplies to come back to England during World War II in the convoys, and how some of his uh, fellow mariners were, their ships were blown up, and he was standing there looking at some of his his, um, his, his fellow uh, mariners in the ocean there, they were just bobbing about in the inky black sea. So my uncle had a difficult upbringing, but all the stories are in there. But what it's also about is about my mother and what an amazing woman she was, how despite in the 1960s, which was a time where men and women's stereotype were very, very rigid. Men went out to work, women were in the home. My mother told me that education was really important, which none of her family was saying. Um, and at age 15, instead of being told that I had to go out to, to work, she said, no, you, you have a brain, you're going to continue at school and you're going to continue your, your education. And because of that, I went on to get my degree in occupational therapy, then my graduate degree at the age of 57. Um, people told me I was a little um, too old for that, but I didn't listen to them. And I did my graduate degree. And because of that, I got an amazing job as a change manager. Um, but my mother also did other things. She also 
we were renting house. Everyone in 1960s would rent. Nobody would buy a house. Only the lords and ladies of the land did that because nobody in our family had money, supposedly. But mum said, no, when we left London, we were actually going to buy a house. We were going to have a mortgage on a house. And her whole family told her she was absolutely mad. And what were you doing? And these were men. The men were telling her, you see, the woman, because that's that's that was the dynamics of the time. And uh, they said, no, you're going to have a millstone around your neck. You're never going to pay that off. You're going to be responsible for all the upkeep of the house. What are you thinking? But anyway, she ignored them and she did what she wanted to do because that's what she wanted. And um, years later, we have inheritances because mum took the, the time and the effort and the hard work to have a mortgage. So when you grow up with a mum like that, you don't realise it at the time how much you absorbed from her and how the chances she took and her feeling that if she wanted to do it, she could do it, was passed on to me. And, um, and it, I didn't really realise until I'd, I'd written the book how much of that approach to life I had absorbed from her. It was only when I went back and I started talking to mum about, well, why did you buy a house when you moved? Um, why did we move from London? Because um, that was a very difficult thing to do. Uh, why, when I started talking to her about why she did the things that she did, I understood then how hard it was for her to do some of these things. Like I said, the house is a good example. And so for me to write a book, yes, I've written the book and yes, I've written a thesis, but um, it doesn't mean to say that it, it, it was a challenge, but if you keep at it day by day, you do get through it. So she did things that were even harder than I've done. When my mother and my aunt were uh, 10 years old, mum was 10, auntie was 13. They were coming home from school one day and they heard, a, this is during World War II, they heard a plane coming over the top of them. And they turned around and the plane started to fire at them. These are two little girls in their school uniform coming home from school. And she said she could hear the bullets behind her going like, ack, 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 as they hit the, the dirt and the dirt flew up. And she said her and her aunt, they just rushed into it. She said it was a Brussels sprouts uh, patch. So they, they tried to get out of the, the, the firing line of this plane, this uh, fighter plane. Unfortunately, he missed and flew over the top. And so then they were really shaken up by this, obviously. They went down to um, her parents and her mum and said, you know, this has been, you know, we've just been fired on. And her mum was talking to some neighbours and she turned around and said, um, uh, did it hit you? I said, no, no, we're okay. Oh, that's all right. You just go and get some lunch then. And off they went to get lunch. So there was no mental health counselling. There was no support that way. But I think, in a sense, that defined mum's or affected mum's personality because she never sat down for more than five minutes. She was always on the go. She achieved an awful lot because of that. And we were always on the go because we weren't allowed to sit down either. <laughs> so, um, so things like this, I understand now. I didn't understand this, say, 15 years ago before I started talking to her. It was only when I pieced the story together of the time in 1960 in London when I understood how the war had impacted on the personalities of my relatives and how mum had been a real role model for me, and I didn't understand that at the time, 
But now I can understand, looking back, why I've done so many things that I wanted to do because it was just the normal thing to do. So um, I really feel that as parents and adults, our biggest role in life is to be positive role models and encourage everybody to do whatever they want to. And if they need extra support, go look for it. I wanted, needed a book coach. That's what I did. Um, whatever you want to do in life, get the right supports and you can literally do whatever you want to. And at the end of the day, you'll look back and think, I did all these things. You know, that wasn't that bad after all, you know? This is exactly what we tell our listeners, that there's always to find, always a way to find a solution for motivation and self-motivation. We also have a term for it called self-motivation. Listen to our previous episodes. But Jill, there are many examples where I know people say it runs in the family and everything, but there are so many examples where people from the very productive and successful families with uh, multi-million dollar businesses and the kids won't go that way. They just fly into some simple career or they just won't do anything special. Maybe go into family business, maybe don't even do that, just party. What inspired you after so many years of successful career not just listen to the stories, not just go into recollection and some reflections, listen to mom's stories, maybe write them down, but go further and uh, achieve all the things. What was it? I think for me, the, the defining point was in my 50s, I was becoming a bit, um, a little unhappy with the way my life had been. It wasn't an overly happy marriage and we got divorced later on. Um, and then, as I said, I started with the, the graduate degree, which for me was a huge step. I hadn't done any academics in decades. And then back in 2011, um, we were, we'd separated and things weren't going well. And I had some health issues. And I can still recall, I sat down in front of the doctor and she said to me, you have cancer. It was cancer of the cervix. Um, and it was that on top of, you know, stresses of divorce and this, that and the other. And... I suddenly thought to myself, and it wasn't suddenly, it had been growing for a while. You know, you're not going to live forever. You know, you have these milestone birthdays coming up. Um, why don't I go and do the things that I really want to now? My, um, well, actually the other thing was my, my son is now my daughter. I have a transgender daughter. That was happening as well at the same time. These are all fairly big challenges to deal with. Um, but uh, anyway, she's, she's now 31. Um, at the time, she was like mid-20s. Um, and so um, I thought, no, I, I, I can be a mentor to now to Clara, but I don't need to be a mother as much. So, those, so my family life was not there, really, in the same way. And I thought, maybe it's time for me. Um, maybe this is the time where I get to do things I really want to do in life. Um, I've raised a child. I've given my all in, in that sense. Um, maybe it's now time I looked at my dreams and what I want to do. Um, and what I and I always thought of it just well, it's going to benefit me. But what's really happened is um, people are, are getting. Um, I seem to be motivating other people. I'm encouraged as much as I can. I like to encourage people anyway. But it's given me the opportunity to say, look, if you think you can't do this. Um, then you need to just, just, you can do anything, basically. You're not going to be necessarily the best or the biggest. Um, you mentioned a business. Um, sure, maybe you've always wanted to start a small business. Well, if that's what you want, then go ahead and do it. It may 
not enough to pay the, the website bills, but at least you've done that, you know, and, and eventually you don't know where it's going to lead to. So don't give up is what I'm saying, because um, there's, there's no reason for it. And there's so much support out there now, so much support, you know, like your podcasts and others, um, motivational websites. It's, there's so much good information out there. There's no reason why we can't do anything we want to. Um, but I would just say this one thing. If you're going to do something and people don't think it's a great idea, but you think it's a good idea, don't necessarily share it with everybody in your life. Um, some people in your life will say, that's wonderful, why don't you go and do that? But a lot of people, some of who maybe have seen you and known you for years and years will say, oh, you don't want to bother with that. Why are you even going to look at that? No, that's going to be a waste of your time. Don't listen to those people. Listen to the people that will support you. And if you can't find anybody within your family and, and immediate friends who will support you, look for people outside who have a like mind to you. Because um, a lot of our friends and family don't like us to change very much. They like us the way we are. Um, when, I had, when the book was published, um, some people said, oh, that's lovely. And other people made absolutely no comment whatsoever. <laughs> So um, in, in other ways, like, oh, what do you think you're doing that for? That sort of approach. And you will find that. But then people do eventually realize, yes, you are still the same person. But yes, you do do this as well. Um, so um, that's the only thing I would definitely say, because I know when I was writing the book, there wasn't a huge amount of support for it, to be honest. Um, it's like, oh, you're doing that, are you? Oh, okay. Then they talked about the weather. You know, it wasn't, uh, nobody said, oh, how's it going? And, oh, that's wonderful. No, I didn't get any of that at all. So just be wary of that. <laughs> this is amazing advice by Jill Phillips, acclaimed author, very, very impressive book that shares a lot of family stories. And here, thank you, Jill, for sharing all your stories. That's amazing. And it's very impressive. And the general message is, never give up and just do it because you want it and i do believe everybody deserves to start at least start doing what they want and uh, not necessarily as jill says you're gonna be the top the best seller or the top star you want to go and be an actor in a movie go do it in these movies are popular now so absolutely anything is possible and what's interesting i was just thinking about it, listening to jill's story uh, when I was down on my career and personal life, had a very tough moment, I took a solo trip to London when Jill is today, and that my, was my solo trip on the weekend, and uh, I stayed in the hotel, and I still have this little note that I wrote to myself staying night in the Hilton Hotel, and it's Hilton Stationery, and it says, never give up. So yeah, this is our so message true. for you today. Yeah. Never give up and just do it because you want it. So we, in the description to this episode, you have a website, jimphillipsather.com. Please yeah. go there and order a copy of the book. Thank you very much, Jill, for joining us and sharing your amazing story. I'm confident that it's very, very inspiring to many of our listeners because it's never too late. It's always the time and it's always the time for you. Thank you, Jill. Say hello to London for me. I will do. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. We will we look forward to have you again one another day. 
That'd be lovely. Thank you. It's Motivational Monday by Jim and Lucy, and we're going to meet you here the very next Monday. <laughs>